Gentlemen, welcome back to that stupid fantasy football show. I am Tim here today with Adam. What's up, Adam? Hello. How you doing? Oh, uh, you know, I'm alive. <laughs> uh, a little here. birdie told me you're uh, pretty viciously hung over today. Uh, I wouldn't say vicious, but definitely hung over. <laughs> okay. Definitely not feeling great. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, what can you do? It's 2020. No one judges you for it. Thank you. <laughs> uh, and you know what, though? Plenty of people could judge us for having what uh, was uh, billed as a weekly podcast and uh, really, really failing at that task. <laughs> this is now... It's been a while. Is this the first episode we've done of, since the <laughs> season? Have we done more off-season episodes than season episodes? I guess it's kind of like living up to the name of the show, right? That's, you know, it's a built-in title. You know, it's 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 really built into the premise. And we, we've done one episode since the season has started, and yeah. this would be the second. Mm. Oh, so we're way ahead of the game. Way ahead of schedule. Yeah, and, and we've we've lost video. <laughs> we've lost uh, one of our. Uh, now we are just one media, not multimedia. That's right. T- yeah, technically, you know, uh, it's always a work in progress. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, you know what? The fantasy football's there. It's happening. Football's really happening, and we're uh, in week eight. We're currently uh, cool. staring down the barrel of week eight in the NFL season. Sorry, we've only been there for you for one episode through the first half of the season, but we're back now. We, we're back, we are. Baby. We are. I mean, and you know, you guys should have figured it out, right? <laughs> it's really, like, on and them. I feel like this yeah. is a time where it's bye weeks are, are really heavy this week. You, you guys need us. Oh, did I lose you? No, I'm here. You're oh, okay, okay. Um, yeah, I agree. And uh, it's, you know, they should have figured it out. It's on them. There's other podcasts to listen to. Uh, yeah. But when we are here, you know what? It is damn good uh, entertainment. Ooh. Ooh. And it is pretty good knowledge. Oh, yeah. Gold, platinum. <laughs> and uh, Adam, I feel like all too often what brings us back to the airwaves is something that happens in our personal league, the, uh, <laughs> the famed Tyler Perry League. Famed. <laughs> and uh, and what happened in that league? And of course, it's a it's a longtime keeper league, going for about fifteen years, and uh, you can keep four people, full point PPR, super flex league, yeah. And a blockbuster trade just went down last night, yeah. A mega blockbuster deal, yeah. You you traded all your draft picks for next year <laughs> for who'd you get? You got George Kittle and yep. Aaron Rodgers, yep, and Mike Evans and Mike Evans. Yeah, per and use. You, and you gave him Dak and... James Robinson. James Robinson. Yeah, my fifth, sixth, and seventh uh, round draft picks. Which is and, really like the first, second, third, because right. we have the four keepers. 
Yeah. Per use though, for me, I've been doing this the past few years where I uh, will really sell all of my draft picks for the next year for the uh, stretch run um, before the trade deadline to make a push, really go all in on the current season. And it really hasn't bit me in my butt. Uh, I did win once doing this. I lost last year yeah. uh, doing the same I mean, thing, but it didn't, it didn't burn me this season. It's not, it's not a terrible strategy because in the end, then you have a surplus of keepers that people actually want. Like, I right. don't know if you'll be able, I mean, depending on how Aaron Rodgers finishes the year, I don't know how much value you'll get for Aaron Rodgers or Mike Evans. But if you're not planning on keeping Kittle, like I'm sure you can get some nice draft picks for him. Yeah. I think I would keep um, Rodgers uh, no matter what in this league. Um, but also, uh, you know, w- with it being a super flex. Um, but yeah, I think you're hitting on the key of a trade like that um, at the deadline, because if you can't move, if you don't get any pieces that are desirable for people to want to trade draft picks for in the off season, then you're, you are going to tank the next year and, uh, and not on purpose. You're just yeah. gonna, uh, not going to have the, the draft pick. So you need to get some back. It doesn't have to be the fifth, sixth and seventh. Um, no. But you know, you need something. Yeah. You can't like not pick for the first three rounds and then expect your team to be fine. Yeah. Unless um, you have like four first round uh, keepers that then that's a different conversation, but yeah, no it's a true. possibility. True. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, I, 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 I like to trade for you, I guess. I, yeah, I it, like it you really, needed a tight end. I did. I did. I got Dallas, uh, Dallas Pater coming back soon. Um, but it really kind of makes, it makes me and you the, uh, the, probably the top two favorites at this point in the, in the, uh, for the championship, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, we both have pretty well-rounded teams. I would like to upgrade at certain spots, but I think, you know, I might, I feel like the strength that I have is depth. And going in the stretch run, I can potentially just p- play the best matchup, which kind of excites me. Um, also kind of scares me because then I have actual like painstaking decisions to make. And if I mess it up, then, you know, I'll like really kick myself. But I, I like where my team's at. But I think I it, one or two trades would really get me excited and, you know, make me think that I can win. Yeah. Well, you will mess up some of those decisions and I'm not of saying course. that because you're uh you're a bad player or bad at your managerial decision-making uh process. What I'm saying is you're guaranteed to make uh some mistakes even if you play it right, even if yeah. your process is perfect. Yeah, absolutely. It just happens. It's just the That's way fantasy it is. football, baby. And, and and if it doesn't happen that way, that's usually the year you win. <laughs> well yeah you'll back into it or someone else will fail because of that logic i mean or it's just you, you just make the right happen. you just press the right buttons i think sometimes some people just do that mm-hmm. and i think a lot of it is just based on matchups things like that but sometimes people just yeah either back into it or just just make all the right plays and they win it'll happen yeah Someone's going to win. Someone's going to win and whoever Someone wins, will win. Someone and, will and whoever win. wins, they're going to look back and they're going to they're going to see like four or five decision points, things decisions that they made during yeah. that season whether that be waiver wire pickups early in the year or trades uh, or trades or even lineup decisions late in the year, they can point to four or five things that put them in that winner's chair. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, with James Robinson, I uh, he's the he's the number two 
um, running back in all of our league right now in the PPR landscape. He's had an incredible season so far. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I want to point out though, that I, I kind of felt like, first of all, that I didn't want to trade him and uh, Kirshner knew that. And that was part of our discussions uh, that he wasn't going to be a part of it. Um, and when we were in, uh, negotiations where it was really essentially a bidding war last night, I said, I got to get this deal done. Um, let me throw Robinson in to get this deal done tonight because he started dragging his feet. Ah, oh, let's wait till tomorrow. Yeah. And it's yeah, like, nope, uh, nope. Uh, let's get uh, this deal done right now. We agreed to it. Let's do it. The classic, uh, Kirshner pearl clutch. <laughs> right. And, uh, and then he was going to go back to Popola who I was in this bidding war with, and, oh uh, and so, yeah, so I, and, and so if I didn't make this deal, I know that Popola would have been having this, uh, figurative, uh, conversation with you about being the, the favorite in the league, him and you and not yeah. me. So yeah. this put me in, in the, in the favorites chair. Um, and I'm happy to be here, uh, he, once again, Adam, he, he did, he did, uh, he did just beat me too. a very slim margin. And uh, I really was struggling with uh, running backs this week. I had to play McKissick, who didn't do as much as I'd like. If he would have just got what I thought he would get, which was like 15 points, I, I would have won. Yeah. He didn't. <laughs> he got half that. Yeah. Yeah. And with Robinson, uh, this is actually the second league that I, I picked him up um, early in the season yeah. and rode him. Yeah. all year and then traded him. And, uh, and my thinking is I don't really, I like, I didn't pay anything for him in this yeah. league, uh, waiver budget. I, I got him for $0. Yeah. Um, so that, so no matter what I get in return is gravy essentially. Um, Absolutely. and I just, it's just, and, and, you're, you have a wealth of running backs too. So yeah. He was my third. He was my yeah. third running back. So yeah, I did have the depth, and and I have Antonio Gibson, who's now my third, who was my fourth. Yeah. Um, but uh, but so now, Looks but really I, I I just didn't think Robinson was going to be able to equal what he did in the first half of the season over the second half of the season. Yeah, I mean he's an undrafted yeah. running back. Um, yeah, I guess we'll just have to wait and see. I mean, either way, I think you know, unless you know, you get two injuries to running backs, like two of your running backs go down, then you'll look back at this trade and be like, Oh yeah. Crap. Well, knock on, knock on wood about that. But I mean, I think you got to like, like we're talking about with lineup decisions too, you got to kind of play the odds and that's really your only chance. Uh, that's your only chance. You, you play what you think has the better odds to score the most points. Or in this case, uh, I, I bet against James Robinson repeating the first half of his fantasy season and, yeah. and being, you know, I don't think he's going to finish as the number two running back is what I'm saying. I yeah, think he's probably, I, I think that's yeah. hard to say, but if he still finishes in the top 10, you still got to imagine he's still had a decent enough second half. Um, but if you don't feel like you need him or you wouldn't play him, you're just going to be sitting on your bench then, you know, and like you oh, said, I like you, the player. Don't get me wrong. I, yeah. I like the player. I think he's really good. I'm sure I would have started him a uh, number of weeks, um, but I know they have Ogzigbo coming back. I think it was Armstead who was eventually actually put on the COVID list for the entire season. He's not coming back. Um, so Robinson, don't forget, got the job because they uh, they had a you know got the full starting role um, because they uh, cut 
um, Fournette and because of a couple of injuries to Exigbo and Armstead who were technically ahead of him in the depth chart. So, and I'm not saying those guys are going to come back or Exigbo is even going to, uh, eat into that workload because Robinson's been so good. Um, but there's now competition there where there wasn't, um, in the first half of the year. And again, like this is a guy who's never handled this kind of workload in a professional league. Like what are the chances? Like, you know, almost all rookies hit some kind of wall down the stretch. Like, yeah, I I would much rather take that bet that he's not going to repeat a number two. I mean, I think that's, you know, and if he finishes 20 or, or 15 overall, or even top 10 overall, that means that he was a number two running back down the stretch, which is kind of what I'm expecting. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't, I don't, I think your logic is, uh, sound. I, I think, uh, you know, and then you get established person like Kittle and yeah. the way Rogers has been playing this year. Um, the only thing is like, and this isn't me being a bears fan. Like I think the Packers are the best team in the division. I think Aaron Rodgers is back to his old self, but it, it does a little concern me that Tampa Bay game is it just an outlier or is he going to have a couple more clunkers down the road? Because he really didn't look all that great last year. And it's not like the team, you know, got all these new players, you know? Right. Um, I, well, I, and, I, and I do think they still have to p- play the Bears twice. Um, they're the best team against quarterback fantasy-wise. Um, you know, I, I – I, I think the only person for me in that trade that's a sure thing out of all the players that were traded is Kittle. Yeah. Okay. Especially with um, uh, now Debo Samuel's going to be out a couple of weeks. You know, everyone's just so banged up there. I think Kittle's your, you know, no yeah. doubt about it. Well, Rogers in, in a super flex league is super valuable and he's immediately uh, vaulted to my number one QB spot. Yeah. And you, you, uh, and and you, you were, you were hurting at that position. I did lose uh Dak. Yeah. And, uh, and also Rogers, unlike, um, will like Russell Wilson or Tom Brady, Rogers actually has a track record of getting blown out. And in those blowouts, he does tend to kind of give up actually, um, he's got more like, I want to say like 20, I forget the stat, but it's like 20 point losses. It's like 30 or 20, 30 point to 20 point losses or something mm-hmm. like that over his career where like Wilson and Brady have like three a piece or something like that. Yeah. So, and, and you saw it in that Bucks game. He did give up. Um, the team just didn't, they kind of stopped, stopped trying. They kind of packed it in. Yeah. So, and, and Rogers as the leader, we know him as kind of a funky personality. Sometimes he's a little dour, uh, a little sulky at times. Yeah. Well, and he's, um, so th- he's he's like uh, he's not really he's never really been the captain of that team. Well, he, um, yeah, he he doesn't claim to be a leader in the way that Brady or Wilson, you know, would, yeah. can. Or Wilson actually somewhat questionable, I think, with some of the things that came out of his locker room a while ago. But uh, but Brady, I mean, is is certainly a, a great leader of men, and and I don't think Rogers, you know, I think I think the team will really reflect the leadership. And so I think that's what you get with Rogers. And that's, yeah. you know, that's I, l- looking forward to fantasy though. I don't really like, maybe that'll happen. If it happens, it's going to sucker punch me. I hope it doesn't happen in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, but I, I feel I got to take that bet. There's no better quarterback that's available in the super flex league. Um, well, I mean, there are better quarterbacks. Um, I, I mean, I would take, you know, Mahomes and, and Russell Wilson and, uh, you know, a handful of other guys over, Rogers, but 
I'm just saying that they weren't they weren't available. The the Mike Kirshner wrote to us uh he was having a fire sale. I see what you're saying. You're you're saying in the immediate to like say like I know I can potentially get this guy opposed to like you know fighting to contact a person in our league to try to right. get yeah, I get it. <laughs> right. And so and and just looking at Roger's game log which I didn't even pull up that's how much I wanted him. Um it's he, great except for that he, game against Tampa Bay. Yeah, suck. except for that game, he's been 39, 23, which is a little low, 30, what's, 38, what's average? What's 3.8, 35. His 35. average is 28.5. 28.5. That's good. And he's what? Ranked like 7th, 8th? 7th, yeah. 7th. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, I'm not saying I don't like uh, him as a fantasy player. I think, you know. You hate it's him. Great, it's a great get. All I'm saying is, out of the three guys you got, the only guy that impresses me as no doubt every single week. I know what you know. I know it's going to be a you know top five at that position is Kittle. Look, don't diminish my trade. All right, I'm not diminishing. Every, everyone listening is like, I can't believe he keeps diminishing Tim's trade. This is a great move. Well, you know. <laughs> All right, I'm just kidding. Sorry, but I but I do think uh, you know, and it's wise you because you don't know. Even though Dak, you know, was you know such uh, a good fantasy player, you know, to start the year and last year, you don't know. Like, that's a pretty serious injury. And it's not a hundred percent sure he's going to be the same quarterback, you know, when he comes back. So I, I think you, even though Rogers is much older, I think, you know, I, I think it was, I think it was a good trade for both you guys. Yeah, I'm with you. I agree in the, in throwing in Dak. I don't think uh, I lost that much. Is he going to be a keeper next year? Yeah. If he's playing, yeah. um, I happened to see his ankle hanging off of his leg bone uh, a few yeah, weeks it was, ago. It was pretty nasty. I'm not but sure he's he's going to be playing next September. But he impresses me as the type of guy that's you know going to do everything he can do to get back out there. Um, he he you know he seems he seems like a guy that puts in the work because I mean several years ago I thought this guy was a bum. Because Look, he looked like, a, he looked if like she, a bum. He looked like a bum out there, and he put in the if sheer determination could heal Dak's ankle, he'd be back on the field already. Oh boy! <laughs> I mean, it's a physical injury. What are you guys? Well, no, it is. Like, I'm just saying. I'm saying there's, there's. I think there's certain guys in the league, um, or like for, for instance, I obvious this this person he's not in the league, but he stands out like a guy like Jay Cutler. If that would have happened to him, he probably would never play football ever again. That's accurate. Yeah, you know, like you know, Dak is the t- type of guy that you see that he's going to work his ass off to get back to shape. But, you know, I agree with you. There is physical limitation. So, you know, will he even back to what he deems as 100%, will he be the same player? Who knows? Honestly, no, I don't think he he probably will never be um, the exact same player that he was. Um, yeah. And and that was in my in my head a little bit. And and but really what was in my head and and I hope he does, you know, and I really I hope I'm wrong. I hope he comes back even better than he was. Um, but I just think next season and I really with keeper leagues or dynasty leagues, it's hard to look too far down the line, especially I think one thing that people don't realize is how volatile QB actually is year to year guy like Rogers, uh, Brady, Wilson, those guys don't come along that often. Mahomes. Um, yeah. So, and, and like, and perfect example is what's happening to Jackson this year. 
Um, yeah. but, but anyway, D- Dak, I promise you, Dak will not have the rushing yards he had, um, earlier this season and last year in yeah. 2021, even if he plays all 16 games, going to be more of a pocket passer. Maybe. Yeah, well, de- definitely. He's people who tear their ACLs their next season back is slow. People who uh, pop an Achilles, same thing. Well, Achilles, uh, Achilles is the worst one. Yeah, well, <laughs> that uh, that seeing his ankle hang off like that, I got to imagine is pretty bad. No, that's not good. It's not good for yeah. anybody. Yeah. Um, certainly not good for the Cowboys because they stink. No, yeah. So uh, what what else should we talk about uh, besides our, our own trades? Besides, besides your trades that we were still going on and on about. I know I think this, is, this is the exact reason we haven't done a podcast in weeks. And you're like, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. I need to talk about my trade. I see what this is. I see what this is. This has always been that. Uh, this is just a format for you to discuss your team and the trades. Yeah, uh, it is. Well, uh, you know, one thing, one thing that hasn't really fully realized itself uh, in the fantasy season, I think is, uh, is COVID as a, um, a major problem for fantasy managers. And, uh, and obviously don't uh, get me wrong. It's a much bigger problem for the people who get COVID or who have oh, COVID. Yeah. Um, but I'm just saying that it does actually add a new wrinkle to fantasy football that we've never had to deal with before. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I think it's only really affected teams just like a little bit. Like I only, mm-hmm. I think, you know, it hasn't been a huge thing. And I think it seems as though the actual NFL teams are managing it pretty good. It's kind of surprising there hasn't been more outbreaks because there's just so many people involved in a football team. Um, that that said, like, like I don't know how often these guys are getting tested either. Like, that doesn't seem like – I mean, do you know that? I don't know that information. I think every um, day. Okay. Well, then that's great. Then it's really great that they're not – that no one's really – there's not been a ton of positive tests. And uh, it seems like they're doing the right thing. It seems like, you know, when somebody gets a positive, you know, they, everyone that's been around them, they have these things that show you who you've been around and they, those people go in quarantine. What was it? The Raiders offensive line, one of the offensive linemen got COVID. Then the other guys, you know, quarantined for a couple of days and they got tested. They were, they were negative and they played on Sunday. Right. Um, so luckily, yeah, the Raiders would have been really screwed, and and a well, lot of the fantasy any- managers too. Yeah, they lost anyway. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, I, I think uh, it's definitely going to, I think, affect more the day to day for the actual teams. Like in that instance, like those guys didn't really get a chance to practice all week. So you yeah. know, was that the reason that they lost as a team? You know, or is that the reason they you know maybe weren't as sharp? Maybe, probably. Yeah, I, I mean. It, it happened with the Patriots a few weeks ago when Cam Newton uh, ended up uh, getting COVID and uh, missed a game. And then they came back and they had missed like a week and a half of practice and they lost yeah. to the Broncos at home. They got pummeled. Yeah. And they're just, <laughs> and the whole team is just out of sync now, you know? Yeah. And I think yeah. a lot of that has to do with COVID because Cam was looking really pretty sharp and pretty good the first several weeks. And, you know, I know they faced some tough defenses, you know, Denver's a pretty solid defense and what have you, but, he just hasn't looked the same. Yeah, agreed. 
Um, so. Yeah. And I wonder if, um, you know, we just talked about Raquel or Raquel Armstead, who uh, got COVID, I think back in August, late August or early September, he was put on the COVID list. And, um, and then he ended up, everyone expected him to come back at some point. That was, I think, part of the reason why people maybe weren't as excited about James Robinson as they should have been. Um, but, uh, but, and then Ezekiel Elliott, right? So he was on the COVID list at one point. He's been pretty bad. I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, well, he's relatively like, speaking. Yeah. Like, I mean, so, he hasn't yeah. been his usual self and he's fumbled quite a bit, which is unlike yeah. that. Like, you know, and they say COVID can affect the neurological. Um, I, I know it's it's scary. I guess that's what I'm that's what I'm saying here is uh, pe- players who actually get COVID. I'm not I'm not really sure that they're uh, recovering 100%. fully. Yeah, yeah, doesn't seem like it based yeah. on the three examples we used. But I know there's yeah. more guys who got it, but I don't know. So it says Armstead, and and keep in mind this is a guy who's 23 years old. He um he has continued to experience complications while recovering from COVID. Yeah. Late August, he was, uh, he's only a second year player was expected to, um, to have that first, that first running back chair. And so they're not even sure if he, they, they believe he's going to be able to come back full strength in 2021. And they're not expecting yeah. him for the, uh, the second half of this season. Well, hopefully for his sake, that'd be, you know, that'd suck if, you know, cause yeah. it seemed like he was like, you were saying, like, he was about to start his career, you know? Right. And yes. yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think there obviously probably will be some more outbreaks as the season progresses, but so far it hasn't been too bad, luckily. No, uh, it hasn't. And uh, and as far as affecting the fantasy game, one thing, and I was kind of hinting at it, that hasn't really fully realized itself is like a nightmare scenario where – um like the Monday night, you know, we get to Monday morning and it's like the Packers and the, uh, the Cowboys or some like teams with a lot of fantasy players, the, the Cardinals and the Packers, right. Yeah. On a Monday night. And, uh, and there's like eight normal fantasy starters in that game and Monday night, someone tests positive and they're like, Oh, okay, well let's push it to, to Tuesday then. And then Tuesday, someone different tests positive and they have to cancel the game. And then, like what's going to, what's going to happen? Like that game is not going to be played in that same week. It's going to be rescheduled to week 17 or something or week 18. Yeah, it's yeah. I, the further along we go, that that's a bigger problem. Not, yeah. not like every team is going to go through their buy. Yeah. It's going to be, it's going to be interesting and it's going to, yeah, definitely it's like, you know, somebody who's all in on the Cardinals offense. Like if they have a big outbreak, like in the fantasy playoffs, like what yeah. happened? Like, like, will we have to wait to that game and count those points for that? Like, I don't know how you can do this. Yeah, I don't either. Like, especially I if mean, it's like in the middle of the playoffs. Like if it's the finals, then you can just kind of wait and then just accumulate those stats once that game's played. But like if it's in like the first round or the semifinals, like you can't go back and say, oh, well, this person actually won. Um, right. you know, they should, you know, we'll have to look at what they would have set their lineups. Like that sucks. Like, I don't know. I really don't know. I, the answer. I, I don't either. But, but I will tell you this, the fantasy player could get completely screwed. Um, as, yeah, as like, sure. it, again, didn't completely happen earlier in the season, but it definitely affected some people's decisions. Uh, the, the Titans and the Steelers had unexpected buys. The Patriots had an unexpected buy. Those people who yeah. could have been, obviously were planning to start Derrick Henry. Couldn't start Derrick Henry that week. They had to make 
you know, other, other moves to, uh, to make a move there. So, and, uh, there's one of these times where it's going to happen where that game is just not replayed or not re and it's not going to happen in that week. Oh, yeah. And that fancy player is going to be screwed. Yeah. Especially if there's no playoff implications, like if one team's already made the playoffs and the other team's already out of the playoffs, there's, they probably just won't play the game. Right. And I agree that that's very likely. And so I guess what it's boiling down to here is I, I, I wonder something. And uh, what do you want? Please, please Bob, uh, go back and forth with me, debate with me on this one. Because <laughs> okay. well, that's what we're here for, right? Right. Because like in, in a situation where say you have uh, a, you know, a pretty good lineup looking, you're looking ahead to this week and you got a Thursday guy. You're like, ah, oh, that Thursday guy, you know what? It's a Thursday night. I'm probably not going to start the Thursday guy if I can, if I can wait, but Oh, two of my other guys, one's on Sunday night, one's on Monday night. Huh. Um, maybe I'll roll the dice with this Thursday guy, even though I typically wouldn't if, if COVID wasn't a thing right now. Interesting. You think that, so have you done that yet? Like, has that happened to you in your mind? It, it did happen in my mind. Um, but I don't think I, I think this specific example, uh, it was with Ronald Jones on a Thursday night that I, and I should have played him for the record. Uh, but I didn't, <laughs> but I think I didn't play him and, uh, and I should have. And, uh, and yeah, it, I didn't get screwed for it, but, uh, there's scenarios like that where, where it occurred to me that day and, and, you know, people had been coming down with COVID. I just, I, I don't know, you know, I, I wonder yeah. how uh, how it's going to happen. So just a, a word to the wise out there. Be be cautious of that. Consider something like that. Um, the yeah. day of like like Sunday morning when those games are going to kick off, like I'm more likely to start players in the 1 p.m. Sunday slate than any other time if I can help it. Interesting. Interesting. I guess that has never really crossed my mind yet. Um, I always usually like to play the guys like at the end of the week because like it's always nice like, going into Monday being like, oh, I can still get points or going into like a Sunday night game. Oh, well, there's still points to be had opposed to like being done after the one o'clock, 10 a.m. games. Uh, you know, where you're like, okay, this is my score. Like that's where I was this week and it was really annoying. And then just watching Kyler Murray go off. <laughs> I was just like, please stop scoring, please. <laughs> bum Seahawks couldn't get a first down. If they would have just gotten that first down, I would have won. But they couldn't uh, do that. Fucking bums. <laughs> Legion of Boom, more like Legion of, just makes me mad. <laughs> <laughs> Good one. <laughs> uh, my brain's broken. It's, <laughs> it's cracked open. Oh man! Well, who's been the MVP this year? Uh, the fantasy MVP. Um, Russell Wilson, right? Russ. Russ, he's got to be right. Kamara, maybe. Maybe. Um, who else has been going off? Uh, let me find out. How do I get to everyone? All players. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where you're at. Where are you? How do you get to everyone? Uh, scoring leaders. Yeah. Um, all offensive players. I'm just looking on ESPN here. Total. Why, why is this struggling here? I don't know. Oh, here we go. Okay, total fantasy points. Yeah, Russell Wilson leads. Uh, Kyler Murray is two. Patrick Mahomes is three. Josh Allen. That's that's a little bit of a surprise. I mean, I think people yeah, expected you know, him to be better. I was, but I was actually thinking of drafting him with that second pick. 
Um, it was between him and Jonathan Taylor. And at the end of the day, I'm, I'm still glad I got Jonathan Taylor. Um, but like the only thing that like really shied me away from not taking Josh Allen was everyone was like, he, you know, his, his completion percentage is so bad. He's going to come back down to earth. And I was like, yeah, but they got digs. And then people were hating on digs saying he's, you know, overrated. There's a reason why Minnesota left him go. And I mean, they're proving everybody wrong because um, Josh Allen's been really good. And so is Diggs. And I mean, this last week, Josh Allen wasn't great, but I, I, yeah, I mean, both those guys are guys I would want on my team, but I don't have them in any team in any leagues. Yeah. I, I might, I, I think you could make the case for Josh Allen being the, um, the fantasy MVP at this point, he's now number four in points, 200 in, uh, in our scoring system, 200 points, um, one of five players at 200. Um, but I think you can definitely make the case for Kamara too, um, because in this scoring system, he is the only non-quarterback in the top 15 of yeah. uh, point scorers. Yeah. And uh, and so I think that's pretty important. And Kamara was a first-round pick, so you really need that. I mean, you really kind of need that one to hit, whereas yeah. Allen was a late-round um, pick, which... Uh, or, or you can just give the MVP to the person who has the most points scored, which, going back to my original person, is Russell Wilson. <laughs> Yeah, but then you get Kyler Murray, whoever drafted Kyler Murray several rounds later, only you know has the exact same amount of points scored. As, basically, I, I mean, in drafts this year, you think Kyler Murray was several rounds? I think Kyler Murray was probably taken before Russell Wilson in some leagues. Yeah, maybe you're he right. It was right around the same point, huh? He was being overdrafted. Well, maybe Kyler. not overdrafted. He was being drafted correctly. Um, but if I remember correctly, Russell Wilson was actually probably rated below him. Right. But I will say one thing for sure in a super flex or two QB league, uh, starting that second quarterback and having a good second quarterback really is the way to go. Um, because you look at number 15 on this list here, it's 150 points. You look at Kamara, who's I think, uh, number eight, he's 170. And then you go to Russ will he's two twenty. Um, so and then the the next non quarterback is Hopkins at one forty seven. Yeah. So really, there's a, a chasm, uh, eighty almost eighty points difference between number one and the number uh, number one quarterback, number one overall player, and the number one receiver. And this is yeah. keep in mind only through seven weeks that chasm is only going to grow. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, it's it's important. I think, you know, anybody who doesn't have like a decent second quarterback is really struggling in our league. Yes. Yeah. And, and have four of them. If you can, if you can have three or four, you got to do it. Just have yeah. them because they're, they're yeah. valuable. Yeah. I'm glad I have, uh, like, even though they're not exciting, like I like my trio of quarterbacks with Wentz and Goff and Carr. Yeah, like, they're, great. Like they're, they're all like, like quarterback two, quarterback threes, but it works, you know, because I know what I'm getting out of them for the most part. And Wentz is really starting to pick it up. Like the more players that get injured in Philadelphia, Wentz just becomes a better fantasy quarterback. It seems. <laughs> he is pretty good still at fantasy. So yeah, he's still performing and, uh, and Goder Dallas Pater is coming back soon. Yeah. Uh, they're getting Jalen Rager yeah. back. They're getting Alshon Jeffrey back at yeah. some point. So yeah, the, I, the weapons are coming back. Yeah. And I believe Matthew Barry did a little thing saying like he really liked Wentz in terms of like a buy low guy 
or you know, because so, so many people are like, "Oh, the Eagles are bad." You know, Wentz is making mistakes. That he's like, but he's still putting up the fantasy points, and I mean, his schedule is pretty soft going forward. So, um, you know, I like him. I mean, are there any guys that you like right now in terms of like wanting to trade for, like buy low guys, or anybody who still might be on the waiver wire um, to fill in for these bye weeks? Well, um, I actually picked up um, Wentz in one league as a second quarterback. I have now him and Stafford, and now he's like my number one, Yeah, um, which <laughs> I don't know how that works. But uh, um, and yeah. as far as quarterbacks, no. I mean, I'm, I'm actually pretty impressed by the way Big Ben is playing. Um, I'm, I guess I'm, I, I love his weapons, and I'm yeah. kind of surprised uh, that he's still slinging the rock as well as he is. Yeah. And they already had their bye week. I think that's something to really look for when you're targeting someone via trade is players who have had their bye already. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know in the leagues, other leagues I'm in, because our league, you know, everyone's pretty much scraped up. Um, But I put in bids for Ayuk and Fournette, and I came up empty. I guess I should have bid more. Mm -hmm. Um. But I think those were like guys that were probably still on the waiver wire there. Like I noticed like guys that might still be on the waiver wire, I think, you know, could do some damage this week. I like Greg Ward. Yeah. Going back to Eagles. Um, I've seen Scotty Miller on the waiver wire. I think he could be still be solid. Well, Chris Godwin is out in week eight. Yeah. Yeah. So I like Scotty Miller. Um, who else? Uh, let's see. There's, um, Carlos Hyde. We're not really sure if, um, Chris Carson's going to play yet. Yeah. Uh, Jamal Williams. Jamal Williams was great in week seven. Anytime he gets the chance to start outright, uh, you got to start him. Yeah. And Uh, I feel like, you know, this week, even if Aaron Jones is back, I feel like they're not going to give him a full work workload coming back. They want to, I mean, I would assume they would probably want to ease him back a little bit because he's a really key component in them being successful. Yeah, it's probably fair. So I think Jamal Williams is maybe for, you know, a bye week thing. Um, who else is out there? I think Wayne Gallman is kind of interesting if uh, Devonta Freeman is out. But again, yeah. no word. Some of these, like, you really just don't know until later in the week. Yeah, let me let me see. Yeah. Uh, I feel like Evan Ingram is available in this league as he available in that league. Yeah. yeah. I think he's got a pretty good schedule and the giants have um, entertained the idea of trading him. Um, so I think that wouldn't be a bad idea. Yeah. To trade yeah. to, uh, to acquire him. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, I, it's just, yeah, I, I think, you know, there's some guys that still have some value out there. There, I like uh, I like Mooney on the Bears. I think oh, yeah. they're they're starting to, you know, use him more and more. And he's a solid player. Um, I think he's like really quick. Seems to have some good hands. And I think he might actually overtake Anthony Miller there as the number two. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I Anthony Robinson. Miller. I think Robinson mispracticed today. I don't believe he's playing this week. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, I think uh, Mooney is a guy you could look at and maybe get some value out of. Good. Uh, I mean, they're playing New Orleans this week, so probably 
more scoring than they had against the Rams, but who knows? They the offense looked bad. Yeah. Um, looked really bad. So and Matt Nagy is just an awful, awful play caller. Just <laughs> just a nightmare. Just an absolute nightmare. If I have to watch him run Cordell Patterson on fourth and short anymore, I'll lose my I'll lose my brain. Like I will literally my head will explode. Oh, like it's like fourth and one, and it's like <laughs> oh, I just can't. I just can't watch it. Like it's like you see it, and it's like everyone also knows what you're gonna do, and then he just and then he just gets stuffed. It's yeah. Anyway, it's gross. Back to fantasy. I'm excited <laughs> to have uh, Brandon Ayuk in our league this week. Yeah, he's a great player. Uh, definitely get him, own him. You're gonna love him. Yeah, I love him. Um, he's he's going to have a great stretch run. He's a really exciting player. Yeah. But uh, all right, let's get out of here, Adam, and uh, okay. let's enjoy week eight. And let's hopefully be back for week nine. And I uh, hope you got some enjoyment, at least, uh, out of our discussion about our league. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're gone for several weeks. And we come back just to talk about our players in our league.